I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And we clear. Well, we're finally here. We made it. We made it, baby. You are listening to Mike Check, the only podcast that goes through the entire filmography of funny man, actor, writer, and documentary director Mike Myers. That is a new addition to the roll call. Wow. It is, it is indeed. And what is our mission when we go through the works of this funny man? We go through the works of this funny man with one thing in mind. Just to check if they're still shagadelic, baby. Wow. And this time, we've reached, dare I say it, the climax. Yeah, we... The money shot. The cum shot. (laughs) The goo explosion (laughs) of the podcast. Evacuation complete. Comp. 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 Evacuation. Comp. Yes, yes, baby. That's great, dude. I love that shit. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Cameron James. I'm excited to be here. We're talking about the documentary film directed by Mike Myers, and the name of that doco is Superman. Now, before we go any further, we need to clarify something, or at least I do with you, Lex. Yeah, of course. Do baby. we call it a documentary, a doco, or a doc? Um, Well, let's just see. I think this might be... Doco is for Australian documentaries. Okay, that's strictly for Australian documentaries. Strictly for Aussie documentaries. So you go, I watched this new Doco the other night. Oh, what was it? Uh, It's about Aussie uh, Aussie bush poets. Yeah, awesome. Sounds good, mate. Sounds like a good Doco. I I reckon this is a doc. Because this is fast (laughs) and loose and casual. Yeah, it does feel like a doc. It does. It's like, when you're watching this, you're like... I do not have time to say the rest of the word documentary. Yeah, because this is just this is running off with it. Flipping fast. Yeah. This is bang, bang, bing, boom, <laughs> bash, pow. This is fast. This stuff. is all of Batman's fighting techniques <laughs> put into one movie. It's great that we finally got to this doc. We knew it was coming, mm-hmm. it was on its way up from the very beginning. It's something that you and I. We're curious about, I dare Very say. Very curious about, because uh, as you know, we are fans of Mike Myers. Say what now? <laughs> yeah, we love the guy. we really interested in his work, but neither of us had seen this movie before. And this is the directorial debut mm. of our man. Yes, it is. And yes, it is. For you and I and everyone else in the Mike Czech Republic, this, this represents the culmination of a lifetime of being a control freak. I, I think it say. does, yes. Because we have talked before about how Mike has flourished and uh, flourished and not, I don't want to say failed because I don't think there's been anything to, in this filmography that I would say was a complete and utter failure. Are you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm second. rewriting history. Yeah, you really are. You're taking, you're the documentarian right now. You're mm. rewriting history because I believe you famously did like you consider the love guru to be a failure. Well, I think it was fine. And what about Pete's Meteor? I mean, that's he didn't have much to do with that. <laughs> he was okay. just the lead in the movie. You are freaking out right now. You're in the middle of a stress attack. Yeah, I'm passing out, dude. dude. I'm actually freaking out. Well, no, no. Well, I would say that he has flourished with both uh, mixtures of controls. Like when it's been his project, his passion mm-hmm. project, he has flourished with that. And then mm-hmm. other times where it has been less of his control, he has still, you know, done his thing and has still worked out. But then there's been times where that kind of the level of control changing has had like an effect on the final product we're going to be talking a little bit about supermensch but that is that's the micro of what this podcast is going to be and, mm. and when i say micro of course i do not refer to a micro penis no 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 
We don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We, that's something that's not part of our world. That's not. That's not part of our no, oeuvre, no, you I know, as creatives. If you've got a micro out there, great. That's exciting. If you've got for a you. penny, congrats. Yeah, congrats. Unfortunately, you're listening to two boys with two famously. <laughs> Fat hogs. <laughs> we, they were trying to do a remake of Wall Hogs about our cocks, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we were not available. No, so. But we were available for the remake of Old Dogs, which is also about our cocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's two old salty dogs looking after Seth Green. That's and what it's happening. Just our dicks are tired. Yeah, which one are you playing? Uh, Travolta's hog. Well, that's what I wanted to play. Well, I don't want to be Robin Williams. Sorry, brother, you got to be Robin. Well, looks like hey, I'm not manscaping for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be nice to be hung like Robin Williams? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I- I'm going to. <laughs> Guys, gals, we're having a few oh, laughs here. Yeah, we're just, we're out. This, um, we're just, I think we're not prepared to talk about this no. film. So we're, the micro this is a element big of moment this podcast, for us. the micro element is we're talking about Superman, but on a macro scale, we are talking about the culmination of an artist. Yes. Finally working his way from sketch player mm-hmm. with the second city all the way up to not ready for prime time player. Yes. All the way up to movie star, TV star, TV star, and now director. Well, the director was before it, it absolutely became a TV was. Star. But this is how we've made our way through yes. to it chronologically. But this, I think, like you've been saying, this is the culmination. This is the peak. This is the zenith of his artistic output. This is his zenith paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another great podcast. A great podcast really you guys got to check out. It's I about ha- trying to find the peak of Gwyneth Paltrow's career. And many people think it was View from the Top. Uh, many people think it was Seven. I personally think it was Goop. <laughs> the blog, yeah. I think her blog Goop is the, the best part of the her career. The minute she steamed that pusso... <laughs> Was the minute she found herself that her was true the, voice. That was the minute I finally checked in. Yeah, I was like, maybe I should be reading this blog. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm like a 20-year-old dude <laughs> <laughs> with no prospects in life, maybe I should read this. Yeah, but hey, you, we got a lot of good hog maintenance tips from Goop as well. Yeah, we did. That we did. Always grease your hogs, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and always hang out with your mates with always, their hogs. Always, yeah, that's what it should be. Always <laughs> hang out with your mates and their hogs. So, if I were to ask you right now, how would you describe Supermensch mm. to our horny babies? Yep. What would you say? Uh, I would say Supermensch is a frenetic video essay like documentary. It is a poem. <laughs> no, it is, it's a chronicle of a man's life. Mm-hmm. And it really, there's a lot to say about this person, Shep Gordon. Yeah, who's Shep Gordon Shep, for our listeners? He's a mensch. He's a super mensch. He's one of the biggest mensch. He's the titular super mensch. He is of the and film. When you say titular super mensch, what do you mean? I don't mean, okay, when I say titular, I don't mean the uh, the famous late... Porn star. Yes, Italian porn Italian star. Italian porn star. <laughs> was she Italian? Well, then they're like, titular, like, come minute. on. She was Ital? <laughs> she was a full-on Italo. Oh, she's Paisano? <laughs> she is. She's from the old country, okay. as we say. all right. Yeah. So she, growing up, she would have been in a house full of loud, passionate people. And love. And love. Your mama's mixing the gravy. Yes, but the you know what they're not putting in the gravy? What? Well, they are putting in love. They're not putting in garlic. <laughs> no, because no, 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 she no, no. is, of course, yeah, the star of the of titular, <laughs> titular. The... She is the titular character of titular. Sorry, when you doc... say titular, I'm really titular. Confused. Which I'm talking about titular, who is the star She's and the, the titular, titular character. Star. Okay, in... of the pornographic parody mm-hmm. of Dracula entitled Titular. Titular. All right. And that's about a, a beautiful vampress mm. who... Very vampressive. And has she has fangs for nips. Nips. And I've always they can said... can suck your blood. I've always said free the nip. 
You know yeah. how there's the free the nipple movement? Yeah. I started my own version, which is called Freedom Nips. Freedom Nips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how's that going? Not great. Because it's boys only. It's a boys only club. <laughs> they're already allowed to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just want people to be less ashamed about it. I'm always... Wanting guys to get their lids off. Come on, whip them out, fellas. Yeah, get their nips <laughs> Pop out. Pop those little nips out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but she has fangs for nipples and she can only die from being fucked in the heart. <laughs> yeah. That's the titular. Yeah, with a real stiff wooden penis. Yeah, and... Uh, that's the tragedy of titular. That is, that's how because we Because she her, wants to live, but everyone wants to kill her because she kills people. Yeah, I know. It's but... a real tragic story. And, uh... I mean... What's her most famous line from the movie? Um, isn't it, I want to suck your dick? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's really fucking I want good. to fuck your blood. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's really good, man. I had no idea she was Paisano. Yeah, well, I mean, she's got a thick Italian accent. <laughs> I thought it was... Yeah, I guess you're right. Wow, she was a beautiful and we, we tragically we did lose we her. did lose her she did get fucked in the heart she got fucked in the heart to death turned into cum dust and <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of the saddest Hollywood deaths yeah right up there with Tom Arnold <laughs> <laughs> Tragically, <laughs> tragically, as we, we're reporting on this, Tom yeah, Arnold succumbed this is, to "I'm a celebrity, get me out of here." Earth edition. Yeah, this is a. If this, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> this is breaking news. Tom Arnold did pass away. Yeah, we lost him. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we but, don't know. We, we don't know. We, we haven't should. heard from a guy. We in a minute. Yeah, it's we, been a minute it's since you looked minute. at his Twitter. So uh, the titular super mensch, and I guess Shep Gordon, if we had to describe him, he is a. He's a Hollywood manager, mm. and I, I would hesitate to call him just that because he seems to be a mentor as well. But he's he manages almost like a guru. Stars. He's a guru, yeah. almost a love guru. Yeah. Type. He manages rock stars, actors. He's in the film production business, mm-hmm. and he also kickstarted the celebrity chef craze. Yeah, uh, it's a huge life. It's a crazy life. And it's crammed into about 89 minutes yeah. of a doc directed yeah, it is by one, our boy Mike Myers. It's one hour and 25 minutes. Wow. 85 minutes, almost just two minutes off the perfect oh. runtime of a film, 87 minutes. Oh. But this came close. Mm. It's almost golden. Do you know what I reckon the best runtime for a movie is? Don't tell me. 69 minutes. And dude. what movie is 69 minutes long exactly? <laughs> Ends right on the 69th minute. <laughs> Titular. <laughs> it's fast, man. It's fast-paced it's movie. It's fast-paced. You got to keep up. Um, and the denouement. I mean, stick around. Oh, for it. stick That's around for it. It is. That's and stick around is a pun. Absolutely, because it is. Sticky. She comes to a very sticky end. <laughs> anyway, Superman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this, I think, let's talk about this film. As a film of Mike Myers, the yep. directorial debut yep. of Mike Myers, who is our hero. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a very impressive debut. It is certainly in his voice, yeah. which is odd because it's not like he's narrating the film at all. No. And it's not like he... It's not like he has... It's written because, you know, all films are written, even documentaries. But there's something about it that is innately... It is in his... Emotion is what I would say. The emotional. I think uh, you said during the watching of this film, and might I just say to paint a picture, we are currently in your bedroom. We just watched it on the big screen. Yeah. And we've turned our stools around and we straight into the recording. Straight into it. This is hot off the press. So during the film, you said at one point, this feels like a Mike Myers film because it is romantic. It's so romantic. It's romanticizing the 60s, the past, rock and roll, and a man mm. who has a sort of Faja-like presence. Yeah, he has, he's definitely a father figure to Mike Myers and to a lot of the people that are featured in this film. Pretty much Lots every of head talks about how they view Shep as a father figure. Now, let's rattle off some of these yeah. famous... Talking heads that we see in this film, and these are his close, uh, <laughs> Shep's closest friends, yep. people that he's managed, people whose lives he has touched. So obviously, Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper features quite heavily. Alice in and this Cooper film. is right up there at the start <laughs> of a film, and she, 
She's looking great. She's looking good. <laughs> She's 68 years young, one year shy of my favourite year. Yeah, beautiful and year. And she looks full of life. Mm, definitely, definitely. We've got uh, also Mr. Aerosmith. Oh, yeah, Stephen Aerosmith. Ser- who, Stevie Aerosmith. Who's rocking a look that I like to describe <laughs> as grandma face, granddaughter hair. <laughs> yes. Very upsetting. He's got those real long hairs. Yeah. The fingers. guy's got no palm. It's he's... just fingers coming <laughs> out of his arms. Fingers that go all the way up and make a thumb out of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. What He said you something that was picture... a horrible joke. He said something like, uh, I'm an Aries with penis rising, which yeah. is... Horrifying for a seventy odd year old man to say. Exactly. I just think And it's even worse for us for a seventy year old woman to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure he is. Yeah. And look, Do she... you know who he looks like? Who? He looks like um he looks like Jen the Gelfing from the movie The oh, Dark Crystal. Absolutely. The Muppet movie The Dark Crystal. Absolutely. Looks exactly like Exactly him. like Jen the Gelfling. And you know what? I gotta say this about Steven Tyler. He peaked at Wayne's World too. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Some may say he peaked with um, the second season of American Idol or whatever uh, one he yeah. appeared on, but it actually was Wayne's World. Do you know what I think Stephen Tyler's climax was? Greatest climax? The climax that resulted in a Liv Tyler. <laughs> Congratulations, Liv. Wonderful in movies such as Stealing Beauty and The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. And Armageddon. Because ah. I'm getting out of here, guys. <laughs> See you later, Cam. Uh, yep, Steven Tyler, obviously. Uh, who else? Some other famous people. Mick Fleetwood from Mick Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Fr- we... uh, Michael Douglas, she also looks great. <laughs> Michael Douglas, beautiful boy these <laughs> days. We've got Sharon Stone. Sharon Lagasse. Yeah. Wolfgang Puck. Uh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold makes a brief appearance in this movie. Oh, how brief would you say? <laughs> Probably most of the movie. I reckon it's He's... 80% Tom Arnold talking head. I would say it's the three leads of this movie. Yeah. If we're going to round them off like the Wild Hogs where there's, where there's four of them, <laughs> the four would be... Definitely Shep Gordon at the top. Definitely number one. Yeah, he's Name the one of the title. Sheet. Yeah, top build. He's okay. like the Jonathan Travolta. Yeah, absolutely. Role. Then we got Mike William Myers. H Macy. I would say Mike Mike Myers is the William H Macy. He's probably because he's yeah, in yeah. it a little bit, but you can feel yeah. his presence the whole time. Yeah, and an actor like William H Macy when he's doing a piece of shit like Wild Hogs, yeah. you feel him there the whole time. Yeah, he's enriching the film. Absolutely, he's thickening the broth. Oh yeah, God, wouldn't you love William H Macy to thicken your broth up? Oh, I'd love if if Mama's over on the stove cooking the gravy. I want Papa over on the other stove thickening the broth. And I want that Papa mm. to be Bill Macy. Yeah, I really appreciate him. So who's the third lead? Probably Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. And that would be the... Probably Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen and Tom Arnold probably have been mistaken for each other Same over the initials, years. same guy. <laughs> same time. Probably oh, same I, politics. <laughs> I would guess so. Yeah. yeah, probably both sold drugs and, and stuff like that. And probably both, what are they? <laughs> exactly. <You're> like, <laughs> you know? What are you, like, Tom what Arnold? What are you, Tom Arnold? <laughs> you're like a talking head. I don't know what you are. Have you you're ever, one of the stupids. Like you say that you're that apparently you're a comedian, but have you ever done stand-up? Dude, have you ever even gotten up on stage? stage and fucking riff? I don't think he has. No. I don't know what he's done. I, You know, sure, Tom Arnold, you were in Roseanne, maybe? Or you were a writer? No, he was, a writer were, on well, he was in Roseanne, technically. <laughs> <laughs> they were married. <laughs> they were, famously. They were famous. That's actually married. what he's most famous for, is for fucking he Roseanne. fucked Roseanne, yeah. and they did a talk show together, and it didn't go well. No, what a disaster. And then, the, who, who's the fourth lead in Superman? Probably Emerald Lagasse. I would say Maui. Yeah, Maui. Much like Woody Allen makes his locations a character, I would say Maui was a location and a character. In Shep's life, for sure. And that would be the Martin Lawrence. (laughs) Yeah, it would be. In the Wild Hog. It would be, because Martin Lawrence, he's someone that, like I said about Bill Macy, he imbues himself into the scenery of the film. Yeah, Martin Lawrence once described his comedic style as um, Daffy Duck. Doesn't really? that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because he's the villain. Yeah. He, but he's a self-loathing villain. Yeah. Love it. Great. Same as Maui. What? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon, uh, okay, so we had some other famous talking heads, or some at least some famous cameo appearances in this. Sly Stallone. Sly's in this quite a uh, bit. He's great. 
Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. There's one photo of yep. him in this Clint movie. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Tom and Arnold. And Tom Arnold makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, Tom Arnold's in uh, there. Mike Myers himself. Yeah, it pops up a couple pops of times. Pops up a couple of times to talk but about. But you don't. You, know? you only see the top of his torso. You don't see his yeah, sleeves in you this one. You don't get one. to see those wrists. So yeah. what's he hiding? Well, I would love um, to know. Who else is that? Tom Arnold uh, has a few talking He's heads He's in there a little bit from time to time. And then, of course, who could... Who could forget a few famous photos mm. of Hollywood's greatest bad boy? You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Tom Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Arnold. And uh, and then Anthony Bourdain. And then Hollywood's other greatest bad boy. And yeah. I think you know who I'm talking about. I think about. I know who you're talking yeah. about. You're talking about, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, let me close my eyes and try and feel like what it would be. Okay. Can you, I want you to close your eyes. They I want are you to just Imagine a life where you've lived as the prince of Hollywood. Yeah, just like lived, Shep Gordon. Everyone's out there in Hollywood making Hollywood Hills. You're living next door to Marlon Brando. You're dating. Wait, me? I'm living, I'm living there? Yeah. Shep Gordon lives next to Carrie No, no, no. I Who want am you to, I? I want you... You're, you are Hollywood bad boy. Okay, okay. I'm going to give you more context clues. You've dated many women. You're a famous playboy. Wow, this were, is the life. You were once married to Angelica Houston. Wow. Angelica. Yeah, and uh, you're famous for playing a character whose most famous line is, why are you so serious? <laughs> wow. Who I'd is love this to know bad boy? I, oh, God, I would love to find out who it is. I'm afraid I can't handle it. All right. I'm going to give you, I'm going to introduce you to yourself. I want to know who it is. I want the truth. All right. Keep your eyes closed. <laughs> this is you. Hi, it's me, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Wait, I open my eyes and Jack is there? <laughs> it's me, baby, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> wow, Jack, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm hanging out with Shep frickin' Gordon over <laughs> wow, here. Wow, congratulations. Jack, you are scary. Why so serious, baby? <laughs> it's me, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> the coolest thing about Jack Nicholson is that he does probably say his name heaps. Yeah, he says it all but the time. But you always know who Jack is. You don't know Jack, all right? If you say Jack, who do you picture? Jack. Dr. Jack Kevorkian? Nicholson. No, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. He's got the most sayable name for mm. his voice. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Jack Nicholson. Holy shit, it's like he's here. It's me, Jack Nicholson. Wait a minute. And I'm here to tell you everything <laughs> I can about myself. <laughs> Hang on. This is Harvey Feinstein. This is Jack Nicholson. No, I know that this voice. This is Carol Channing. <laughs> Well, yeah, Jack Nicholson hanging out with Shep. So Shep lived a whole life of hanging out with these celebos mm. who just adored him. They loved him. They kept on saying that he is a mensch. And what is a mensch? A mensch is someone that is noble, mm-hmm. trustworthy, mm-hmm. and loyal. Wow. Much like Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is loyal. I mean, he saved the <laughs> Shrek franchise for a long time. <laughs> Is Mike Myers' longest relationship with the Shrek franchise? Uh, probably not. Probably, <laughs> probably with his um, his fans. Yeah, his fans making like us, us laugh. Definitely, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, definitely. But this movie is so it so romanticizes the life of Shep Gordon. Yeah. I th- because I think this is like you were saying to me while we're watching this film. This is a film from an outsider. Yeah. Mike Myers is an outsider looking into this world of Hollywood. That's true. Sure, he is part of the Hollywood elite now. But the w- I think the way that he sees himself is like he always will see himself as that little boy with big dreams. Yeah. And I think this film is like an embodiment of the world that he was so attracted to. Mm. Because it's a world, this is a world of rock and roll with drugs. The movie begins telling the story of how Shep Gordon fell into this industry. Yeah. He was hanging out in a hotel. He just moved to Los Angeles. And he heard uh, he what he quotes... He heard what he thought was a woman being raped. And Ran he, outside quick as a flash. And it was just Janis Joplin having very loud sex. Making love with someone, some lucky so-and-so mm. on the side of a pool. Some lucky SOB. <laughs> <laughs> and then the just next day, wet. he's hanging out with Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is there. Hendrix says, Tom Arnold's there. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there, the Hollywood elites. 
Yeah, the Hollywood elites. Joplin, Hendrix, Arnold, Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. Jim. Powers. Van Morrison. <laughs> Austin Powers. They're all there. They're all there hanging out. And Shep Gordon gets convinced by these rock stars who they just think he's some cool dude. Mm. A mensch. They think he's fun to hang out with. Like you should, hang out with. They say to him, what is your ethnic religious background? And he says Jewish. And then they suggest that he should become a manager. Yeah. Which is weird that one of the most fascinating life stories I've ever heard begins with light anti-Semitism. Yeah, and I'm, I just want to pause and take a brief moment to say thank you for saying ethnic and religious background mm. because Judaism is more than just it's a cultural background it's culture man yeah these people they gather around <laughs> they, they have big dinners <laughs> they light candles they they kvetch Cameron has been watching the nanny of late <laughs> and now he thinks that he's woke he think, Cameron thinks he's woke because he watched the nanny <laughs> <laughs> well it is the most it's the most Jewish show yeah, transparent as well. Transparent. I've been watching a lot of. Like, yeah, exactly. And I, I am can thinking tell. of going. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. To the Holy Land. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I reckon, uh, and by Holy Land, for me, I mean... He's talking about the mini golf course. Yeah. Holy land. I gotta go there and check it out. Because there's hole. cool stuff there. Yeah. Windmill. Yeah, yeah the windmill, the gorilla, um, big shoe. All the it's shit. a clog, bitch. Oh, sorry, <laughs> dude. You've been watching a lot of RuPaul. That's your yeah. spiritual. Yes. Yes, mama. <laughs> okay, so and then uh, and then Shep becomes a famous manager for all these rock stars, including Pink Floyd, briefly, yep. uh, Alice Cooper, blah blah blah. He makes his way through Hollywood. It's a it's a nice. It's not even a story. It's just a recollection mm. of this simple, humble <laughs> man, Jewish man. Yeah, but it's and it's about it's it, it's it's. It's imbued with the feeling of Mike Myers, where I think it is that nostalgic look back. And nostalgia is something that we have not actually said the word before on this podcast. I've never even heard the word. <laughs> well, what it means is to look back okay. with a heavy heart, yep. full of love. Okay, all right. And that is the dictionary definition of nostalgia. So I've got a heavy heart, full of love, to counterbalance my heavy dick. <laughs> Full of cum. Yes. So it's uh, this movie, when it starts out, it's very, very frenetic. Yeah. There's lots going on because this story is really jam packed. This is a tight movie at 
at 85, 85 minutes. minutes. It could have been two two-hour movies because yes. there's so much in there. And Mike really stuffs in everything visually into this movie. And orally, like, there's so much talking yeah. of talking heads coming back and forth. It never stops. It never, never stops. And it does feel like a real rockumentary at the start. I yeah. think it's really good now, at playing with the tones in this film uh-huh. and how it starts out really crazy and then kind of starts slowing down as we get towards the end of the film, catching up with Shep's current day life. I liked it a lot when it started to slow down. Can mm. I can I go back to a word you just said then, rockumentary? Now, mm. do we call them rockumentaries, rockos, or rocks? This is a rockumentary. Okay. Because it's right. a documentary that rocks. <laughs> And it was jam-packed. I feel like it could have been a a two-part HBO show or it could have been even perhaps a five-part, seven-hour ESPN Yeah, this could have been an ESPN movie. Made in America style. Yeah, this could have been a 30 for 30. Yeah, this could have been a 30 for 30. And it could have been about, not just about Shep Gordon, but about the 60s, man. Or America. Or America, Through the lens of Shep. Yeah, and a little bit about Mike in Mm. there as well. Um, do you think, watching this film, do you think Mike has the skills to create more documentaries? I think so. I think he I, I think he has the talent and the skills to create more and kind of imbue them with his own touch, uh, his Midas touch, if you will. The Midas touch, if you will. Yeah, the Midas, the Midas touch. I think that he could, but I'm not sure if he would be interested because I think this was something that directly appealed to all these sensibilities. But isn't that interesting that after a, a lifetime of being a famous control freak... Mm. You know, rewriting scripts in your trailer, ref- arguing with directors, mm. icing out castmates. Yeah. It seems like this is a man who has wanted control his entire creative life. And of course, I can't believe I didn't even think about it. It all comes down to a documentary film, the most highly controlled uh, film art form there is. Because mm. not only is Mike directing this thing, he's in charge of the edit, he's directing the interviews with the people, getting them to say the things he wants them to say, painting his hero in the light he wants to paint him in. He also gets to control history Mm. through this medium. He gets to paint the 60s and 70s in a way he wanted to paint it, which is very groovy. Very groovy, very exciting. And it's psychedelic. It's shaggy. How would you combine those? Shagadelic, two? baby. Okay, this is a really shagadelic movie. It is. There's some really... Okay, I'm going to throw a word out here. I don't know mm-hmm. if we've said it much on this podcast before, but there is some really horny stuff. Yeah, really. This is... Honestly, this might be the horniest movie of Mike's career. And you know, you know why I think it's the horniest movie? Because it's real life. It's real life. And this real is life real is R-rated. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It really, truly is. And because these are real people and they're celebrities. Yes. And so you're getting all these like Sharon St- Miss Sharon Stone was a lover of Shep Gordon's. And you look at that and you just think, wow, that is some horny stuff. Yes, for sure. And Janis Joplin's banging dudes and like everyone's getting laid. (laughs) What a cool time. It's a great time. It's a sexy time. It's a sweltering time of horniness. Yeah. The summer of love, the summer of horny. That's what they call it back then. They call it the summer of horny. Yeah. And it lasted a whole two decades. Yeah, imagine that. Do you ever think, as a fantasy, that you wish you were a rock star living in LA in the 60s and 70s? No. (laughs) Watching this movie made me realize that I am so much like Mike Myers. Okay. I'm like Mike, if you will. Okay. Where you are happy to watch and romanticize these things Mm. and look on with like the, the embody the horniness of them for creative output, but not want to partake in them. Well, that's a a realization. I think we both had, maybe we've both been having it over the course of this podcast, but it really hit home today, which is that Mike is someone, he's an artist. Yeah. He's a creative. Mm -hmm. He loves emotion. He loves engaging and watching things. And I think maybe his obsession with horniness comes purely from a creative point, like angle. Mm. I don't think he's a man. I would never describe Mike as a root rat. No. I don't think he's out there banging, 
You know, he's more just someone who watches the bangers yes. and says, that's cool. I think he's a... That inspires me. He's a gentle soul yeah. that relishes in the behavior of the bad boys. Yeah, he loves them. He's a, The fact that he's obsessed with Shep, who is a famous root rat, mm. famous drug taker and drinker, and Mike would never be that guy, but no. he loves to be around those people yes. and to watch them. It inspires him. And I think he likes to portray those people, to honour them on screen. Yeah, because there's probably a part of him that wishes he had a bit of that yeah. in his own personality. I think so, because he's a vivacious character. He yeah. can embody that vivaciousness, but I think in his own life, he's not so vivacious. No, no, he's He reserved. keeps that for himself. He keeps yeah. that on the inside. And I, I don't mean to cast dispersions against his sex life. I'm mm. sure it's wonderful. I'm and sure very he fulfilling. gets it out there, man. I'm sure him and his wife have a fulfilling and very beautiful sex mm. life full of orgasms and <laughs> sensuality. Yes. <laughs> it's what he deserves. I really hope they're both having fun. I hope so. And I think, but I think that he's a very private person when it comes to his relationships. Yeah, of course. You know, he talks about them in his book briefly, but it's nothing. You know, it's nothing tabloid worthy, which no. is what the world of Shep Gordon is. It's totally tabloid. It's t- it's pure tabloid. That's man. what I think the movie should be called. Tabloid. Totally tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> now, this film felt to me, as a fil- piece of filmmaking, it felt like he started making it as like a slideshow to play at Shep Gordon's birthday. <laughs> yeah, it did a little bit. Like, it felt like a film for the friends of Shep Gordon. Yeah. So I think that, like, the... Like, there is a bit of a, almost like a tackiness to that, Mm. but also it's very inviting. Like, it does invite you to feel like you are part of this beautiful community around Shep. Yeah, By making it so personal and so direct like that. And it is a personal story. Everyone's, everyone's in, like, the way they describe their relationship with Shep is, they say loving praises for him, but they, there's also an element of privacy and secrecy that surrounds Mm. it. Michael Douglas who is beautiful, by the way, looks yeah, great. she's beautiful. <laughs> Says something like, um, I'll, do, I'll just quickly do an impression of Michael Douglas. Uh, Michael Douglas says, I've told <laughs> Chef Gordon things that I haven't even told my wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> Which is definitely him admitting to infidelity in this yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. But there's all these secrets. Tom Arnold. Uh, Tom Arnold has some great stories to tell. He's got some great stories. I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, but mm. I remember he was on screen a lot, so he must have said a lot of Yeah, things. he was saying stuff like, oh, man, Shep. He's a mensch. Man. He's awesome, man. He's like, he let me stay his house. Yeah. Everyone... He let me crash on his couch. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, it seems, has crashed at Shep's house to the point I reckon where we Tom reckon Arnold hasn't slept on a bed in like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's always sleeping on couches. Really nice couches. Oh, but, really nice couches. But he's a yeah. couch guy. He's the couch king. <laughs> yeah, he is. I reckon it's the only way he can get a good night's sleep. <laughs> if he's on a couch. If he's on a couch and there's the buzz of a and mini fridge and he... somewhere nearby. <laughs> An open mini fridge. There's a buzz of it with a little nightlight coming out of it, and his wife is in the other room. Yeah, and he can he can't hear her, but he can sense that she's awake. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a restlessness in the air. Yeah, and he's just sleeping with his phone off the hook, hanging on his belly. That's how I'm imagining it. You know, a little carton of pizza on the ground, a few bottles of beer. Do you know when he was doing "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here" that? He was supposed to do a tour of Australia, a Mm. comedy tour of Australia. And uh, (laughs) when he got voted out of I'm a Celebrity in like two episodes, the promoters cancelled the entire tour. Really? Yeah. That's fucked up. Isn't that fucked? We could have interviewed Tom Arnold. We could have interviewed Tom Arnold. It's about Shep Gordon. I know. We could have sat down, talked to him about working with Shep, working with Mike. Yeah. I wonder what he would have said. I reckon he would have said something like, Can I crash your couch? Yeah, guys, can I sleep on your couch? First of all, do you have a mini fridge? Can you leave it open? I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> have, you got, have you got a landline phone that I can <laughs> rest upon rest my upon belly? My, and belly. Hear that, my tummy loves to hear that dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can rest well at night. And if you and your girlfriend or wife could be in the other room, unable to sleep. <laughs> Due to my presence. <laughs> just, but just so I can fall asleep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you can fall asleep once I'm asleep. And you'll know I am because... Because I'm no longer... Like <laughs> 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 That's when the growling stops. 
And when the deep, deep rattle of my <laughs> snores begin. <laughs> there we go. Tommy's asleep now. We can go to sleep. You guys are sleeping there now? <laughs> <laughs> Tell that turd who's boss. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Now, I, I want to talk about Shep as a father figure a little bit here mm. because Mike is drawn to these people. Yeah, and I think for sure. He told a story during this documentary. I've heard him tell it before. In fact, it may even be in his book, Canada, yep. by Mike Myers. Um, is that uh, after his divorce, Mike was very low. Yeah, he went for some soul searching. He went for some soul searching. He'd known Shep for a little while now, since since Wayne's World. Yes, in the no- early 90s. In the early 90s. And he reached out to Shep, and Shep said, hey, if you need to get away from it all, come to my place in Maui, stay mm. with me in Maui. Mike went, hoping maybe he'll stay for the weekend, sleep on the couch. Shep has a famously good couch. Yeah. And uh, he stayed for two months. Two freaking months. Two freaking months. He stayed with Shep. They meditated together. They cooked. Shep's very into cooking. Shep would cook these delicious, ornate meals Mm. for Mike. They would talk. It became very clear that Mike now had a second father in his life. Or maybe how many dads has he got? Um, Spike Myers. Spike Myers, yeah. Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Del Close. Del Close. Um, Guru Pitka. Guru Guru Pitka. (laughs) Deepak Chopra. Deepak, yep. Um, Tupac Chopra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shep Gordon now. Shep Gordon now. Um, Probably. Monty Python boys. Monty Python guys. They they had him for a little bit. They looked after him. Yeah. Um, Probably um, Mike Myers in... Uh, sorry, married an ex murderer. Yep, yep, yep. That was his one of his fathers. Oh yeah, that's Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. Um, Christopher Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, James Hong was his father-in-law in yep, Wade's world. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> uh, that's probably all of them. That's most of them. Brenda Blethyn. Yeah, that's a lot of them. Uh, so and now he's John gonna... Cleese as the frog. Oh, of course. But I think we covered him in the Monty in the Python Monty Python boys. boys yeah, but yeah. just wanted to give him a double shout out. Yeah, because he did uh, tragically. We did lose him. Mm. In ben Sh- Kingsley. In oh yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> Guru Tugamapuda. <laughs> Who could forget? Who could forget? Um, okay, so now he's got Shep Gordon as a real life father figure yeah. in his life. Now, now this is. I mean, Mike's done many dedications to Spike throughout mm. his career. Most of his career is a dedication to Spike. Yes. But this is, it's a story about Shep, but it is a story about his father, the idea of being a father and having a father. The whole movie, Shep keeps saying the refrain, I wish I had a baby. I want a baby. He loses a marriage because they couldn't get pregnant. Mm. At the end of the movie, the final line is, I just hope that I still get to have a little baby. I think I have a little squirt in me left. That's the final line of the movie. And then the very next thing is directed by Mike Myers. So we hear the words little squirt. Yep. Meaning. Makes me think of. It's quite a horny way to phrase. I want to have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's putting the emphasis on the orgasm. Mm. Yeah. Which is, which is often, it's the best bit about having kids. Yeah. 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 My dad said to me, uh, (laughs) that, that was the happiest I ever made him. It <laughs> <laughs> was nine months before I even met the dude. Yeah, well, it's been been a real downslope ever since, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and that's how it ends. So it's all about having children. Mike is obsessed with being a father and having a father. Mm. I think this is the real turning point from, this is his first major work of art since he has become a father. Yeah, I think it is. It really is. I think this was the turning point where it became less about his relationship with his own father and more about the relationship with his kids, Mm. about becoming a father. Yeah. And that's exciting to watch because that is maturation. It is. This This is the opening of the next step in Mike Myers' career. And I wonder what that will be. Turns out it was Tommy Maitland. <laughs> yeah, it was playing a dirty old man on yeah, TV. Yeah. It was sort of a step back. But who we said probably is a father to Simon the Bath Boy. Exactly. So it's all about It's daddies. cyclical. It's all about fages. Mm. Mm. And that's, that's interesting that we've finally reached this point because I think maybe the next step for Mike 
is to be a creator behind the scenes. Mm, uh, yes, to be a Lorne Michaels, a father figure to other people. I would love to see him become a father figure. I guess that's why it was exciting to hear that he was going to be playing Del Close. Yes. That has, of course, tragically, we, we did lose that Tragically, project. we did lose the untitled Del Close project, tentatively titled Guru. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that he's attached to the Queen documentary, a uh, bio, sorry, yeah. uh, a biopic. Uh, I think perhaps he'll be playing, as you mentioned, a sort of uh, managerial yes, figure. Yes, a Shep Gordon type. A Shep Gordon type in mm. that, which will be another way of him portraying a father rather than a son. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him create more filmed worlds where it comes from that side of his personality. Yeah, I'd love to see that. The, progen- the progenitor rather than the progeny. Yes, the horniness has faded, yet it still flickers. It flickers in the sun. From the fathers to the sons. Mm. The horniness is carried on. <laughs> well, that's a spec script that we can write for the Holy guy. Holy shit. What if that's Austin 4? Austin 4 is him. As the Michael Caine type. Yes. And he has a young son who is burgeoning into the spy world. Yes. And Mike is, sorry, Austin is the sort of mentor father figure who's teaching his own son how to use his horniness for good rather for good. than evil. evil. Maybe perhaps a young Channing Tatum could play. Or a young Mike Myers. Let's get him to do dual roles again. Oh He's my played God. his own father and son before. Before he had to put on makeup to be the father. Yeah. Now he just has to put on makeup to be the son. Digital makeup. Yes. I think. They get wetter to do it. They just get the same kid that played him in the go- Love Guru. That's great. With just Mike Myers on a children's body. Yeah. With we a get big that bubble kid, head. That kid's probably grown up now. He's probably in his 20s. Yeah. And just put Mike Myers' head on him again. Yep. Make it. Shrink it down. No, no keep not it big bobbly. again. I can keep it big still. <laughs> and, then, and then we have a story now about a man realizing that he his time has passed. Yeah. He no longer has to be the king of horniness, but he has to pass that on to someone else. Yeah. How exciting. Because there's got to be a horny king somewhere in the world. We can't not have it. So Cameron, for mm. what might be the last time for a little while, mm. I want you to check this movie. <sighs> okay. Supermensch. I check it good. Mm-hmm. I think it was... It was shaggy, it was psychedelic, it was horny, it was groovy. Sure, there are little bits that were uneven here Mm -hmm. and there, but then again, such is life. That's true. Life is crazy. Sure, there were some editing techniques that looked like they were done in iMovie. Yeah. But hey, such is life. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, yeah. What about you? I'm checking it. I really, really enjoyed Supermensch. Yeah, me too. To me, it felt like the perfect culmination of where we are at in our own lives now we have been chronicling this man and i felt like this was a beautiful way to understand him on a deeper level without having to you know literally see him but we saw him it was interesting that we watched mike do what we've been doing to mike Mm. mike spent cobbled together an entire career of one man into one project which is exactly what we've done we witnessed mike the fan which is who we are when we were watching Supermensch, we may as well have turned the screen off and just stared at our own reflections in that black TV screen because <laughs> we were mirror. watching ourselves in that we black We really mirror. were. Who would have thought the podcast would have ended like that? It's actually very beautiful. It's reflective and it's nice. And at the end of the day, we still cracked a fat or two. <laughs> I just want to say congratulations to Mike Myers. Me too. I'm actually this made me really proud to be a Mike fan to yeah. watch him create something that was so soulful but also so frenetic, which is not an easy thing to do. It's really interesting that the Mike Czech Republic has been such a place full of love and full of honesty, mm. and we've come full circle on the guy. We've watched him go from being a young fan of comedy mm-hmm. to now a comedy legend who is still a fan, and that's yeah. very exciting. Very, very exciting. It's really great stuff. Now, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the final Mike Myers film thus far. Thus far. Isn't that crazy? There are a couple in the pipeline that we've talked about. We've got Terminal Stone. Now, when you say pipeline, you don't mean the urethra of the penis. (laughs) (laughs) Metaphorically, maybe. There's a couple being ready to be squirted out. He's waiting to splooge a few more films out. (laughs) He's still got a few little squirts left in him. (laughs) 
<laughs> we've got a few projects coming up, but we're going to do a few more special episodes mm. as well uh, before we reach the end of this, let's call it a season. Yeah, this season, phase one of Mic Check, which has been 50 hours long. Phase one of the MCU. Yes. So we'll uh, we'll move into phase two very soon, and that's going to be exciting. Uh, but we've got a few more special episodes coming up, which I cannot wait to release. I can't wait for that sweet release. I cannot wait to get that last little squad out there. But there's a few little specials or some things that we have noticed over the podcast, some little recurring things, and some ideas from earlier on that we really want to employ, that we really want to... Tackle. Yeah. And it's not about sports. Tackle, you it? don't mean... I don't mean the wedding tackle, no. which is used <laughs> no, to no, no. bait women yeah. to marry thee. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, horny babies, if you have any desires, hidden or public, mm. that you wish for phase two of the MCU, let us know online. Tweet at us at Mike Check Pod. Tweet at me at I am Cameron James. Tweet at Lex at This, this is, is Alexi. Alexi. Talk to us on Facebook. Tell us what you're interested in hearing us go deeper on for the next phase. And uh, you know what? While you're at it, you're already online. Jump on over to iTunes. Man, you're seamless. Dude, you're already there. Swing on over to iTunes and flick us five fat beans. <laughs> <laughs> Five fat stars, and in your review, let us know what you'd like our next super-specific actor-based spin-off podcast to be. Uh, this one comes in by Rat Rooter, who rated us five stars. Excellent. And his podcast spin-off idea is not too dissimilar from what we have already been doing. His idea is called Hopeless, a podcast that reviews the films that do not feature Australian actor Nicholas Hope from Bad Boy Bubby. So, so far, we have been doing that podcast. It's been exciting to be doing Hopeless for this long. <laughs> yeah, we didn't reveal it to right now, but we have been doing Hopeless as well this whole time. This entire time. And so far, so hopeless. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been hopeless. <laughs> Thanks so much. Keep those coming. Keep on listening. As I said, we got two more special episodes or so coming up. Mm-hmm. We haven't put a number on it yet, but we've got a few special ones coming yeah. up. And then we'll probably be going a little bit less regular than n- normal with this podcast. But we'll be back on the Blank Slate Movie Podcast pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check us out there. We review movies and um, we it's also quite silly, but you know we're serious film critics as well. And can I just say, stay horny. Honestly, guys, you need to stay horny you in this freaking day and age. Honestly, if you've got a penis, keep it hard. If you've got a pussy, keep it wet. <laughs> and if you've got anything in between, yeah. you like keep doing what you're keep doing. Keep that taint area <laughs> vibrating. <laughs> we love you guys, and thank you so much for joining us on this time. Cameron, it's been a pleasure working through the filmography of this one man with you. And bibliography, and live works, and now docs. Finally, we got a doc out there. It was a pleasure docking with you. It's been a pleasure docking with you, and uh, we shall end this podcast the way we always do, but we've never told it, by actually docking our penises. So, (laughs) thank you, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Lex. It's my check! It's my check! The podcast!